Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, uh, today, um, God is so wonderful. He is, he is, he is our God. He is the Lord. He is, there is no one else like our God. There is no one like our God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to get right into it. Uh, the title of this sermon is called, How Solid Are You? Are you solid? Rock solid? How solid are you? Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. I, was, um, uh, I am a fan of, of Hawaii in general. And that's one of the places that you get. That's what, that's what Sophia was saying. She wants to go to Hawaii. Wednesday, she was saying that. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, I am a fan of New Hope Oahu. The pastor is uh, uh, Pastor Cordiero. And uh, he, he has this quote, and um, it just, just really blessed me. He was, he's talking about this pause moment. People are kind of antsy, and they, they, they want to, you know, they're just, some are irritated, some are excited, some, you know, there's all kinds of feelings that are, they're going through. And he was saying that they, people feel like they're suffering because they're at the, the stay at home and their staycation, you know, they're um, uh, put in place, safe in place. How do you say that? Shelter in place. There you go. And so um, that's awesome how it says shelter because we abide in the shelter of the Almighty God. Amen. So uh, he says here, uh, however, suffering will change you all right, but not necessarily for the better. You have to choose that. You have to choose. Is it going to be better for me? Am I going through this suffering? I can't go out. I can't do what I want to, you know. Uh, or are you going to get better or bitter, like some people say? And so uh, he says that you, you have to choose that. That this time, this pause moment, I am going to better myself. I am going to just hook up to the Lord with all that I have, with all my mind, all my might. Uh, I am going to take Holy Communion at home. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read the word now more than ever. You know, the, these, that's the better. You know, and some people are choosing that, well, I don't care what they say. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to wear gloves and touch whatever I want to, you know. You know, you, you have to make a choice rather to be obedient or disobedient. Usually when we're disobedient, we suffer the consequences. Always, always. It is written. <laughs> it says... Um, on, and contrary, I'm still reading here, and contrary to popular opinion, suffering does not build character. At, it first reveals your character. That's, good. <laughs> that's, that's why I like this. It reveals your character. And so, uh, so it first reveals, and now you must choose what to do with what God has just revealed. Talk about pause and think about that. Selah. Pause and think about that. I'm going to read that again. It first re reveals it, your character, and now you must choose what to do with what God has just revealed. He might say, you know what? You have been selfish. Uh-oh, what do I do with that? You know what? You have been, um, you've had a bad attitude. Uh-oh, what do I do with that? You've been greedy buying all this toilet paper. Uh-oh, what do I do with that? Start donating it out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, so, uh, uh, so it says, God tests us before he blesses us. Uh, often his best gifts come wrapped in struggle paper. His best gifts are come wrapped in struggle paper. Those things that were first a thorn in the side later became an anchor to my soul. And so we learn out of our suffering. We learn what character, we turn, learn character building. What's in our character? What's been revealed? Um, the the uh, thorn in the side is something that keeps bugging you, it keeps bugging you, it keeps bugging you. What are you going to do with that? You know, you get better and you deal with it. You deal with it. Uh, or the, the pause moment will be over and you get busy and there's still a little thorn in your side. So how solid are you? 
How solid are you? You know, there's certain, there's a, sometimes there's a certain word that will just, um, like Pastor T used to say, eat your chicken. <laughs> there's a certain saying that just eats my chicken, you know, and, and there's certain things that bother us. And so today I'm going to talk about uh, how solid are you? Uh, it reminds me of the song, in Christ the solid rock I stand. All other, uh, our other ground is sinking sand. In Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. So it's Christ. Jesus Christ, the anointed one and his anointing is the solid rock in which we stand. Everything else. Is, is all other grounds, there's all kinds of grounds, it's just sinking sand. And you can't build anything on sinking sand. You know, you, you can't do it. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, that, in that song, then they say, it is well with my soul. Uh, personal opinion, I do not like that song, it is well with my soul. Shame on those that sing that. You know why? <laughs> Because it should already be well with your soul if you are a growing Christian and you're maturing. It should already be well with your mind, your will, and your emotions because you cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So don't be singing songs like that. I don't like that song. They make it popular and everything. It's because it just brings you on this low. You're on a spiritual high and you're in faith and it just brings you low. Be careful of songs that just bring you down low. But in Christ, the solid rock I stand, that is building you up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's building you up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so uh, we're going to read on Matthew 7. Glory to God. Glory to God. I, Jesus, help this come out, Father God, so that we could learn of this and never forget it. Hallelujah. 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 Well, the very end, I like the very last um, verses of chapter 6. Before it goes into uh, chapter uh, 7 of Matthew, it, it's all of Matthew. Let me see how far it just uh, it starts. Um, when the Lord is speaking all his parables and he's teaching, it starts in chapter 5 with the Beatitudes, salt and light, teaching about the law, teaching about adultery, teaching about anger, teaching about divorce, teaching about oaths, that your yes be yes, you know be no, teaching about revenge, uh-oh, that might be a character out there. <laughs> I'll get them for that. <laughs> Love for enemies. Uh-oh. Chapter 6, teaching about charitable giving. The Lord's Prayer. Oh, how beautiful. I love that we sang that today. Oh, hallelujah. Our Father who art in heaven. Just that one line blesses me so much. Our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, glory to your name, reverence to your name. And then it talks about teaching on fasting, chapter 6. Teaches about, he's teaching us about our treasures in heaven, the light of the body, God and money, care and anxiety. So the very end of that, uh, of um, the subject that he, he's got all these parables, he's teaching and teaching the people. Uh, verse 33, it says, but seek, of oh, oh, chapter 6, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be given unto you. What a wonderful time to continue in these last pause moments before, uh, little by little, we're getting back into, um, out of our shelter and place. So we have to continue to keep seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of way of the way of how he does things. See, things are going to change. We think we're going to go back to our old habits, but hello, let me ring the bell. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, he, he, had, he is teaching you in this time so that you don't go back to the same old ways. We are changed, we're transformed at this time forward but because of the kingdom of God and his righteousness and, and his way of do, doing things. Verse 34 says, therefore, take no thought about tomorrow. 
Sometimes I think, uh, I, I like, God, what's going to happen tomorrow? Oh, I'm just loving this quiet time. Oh, I'm just loving this. And I'm a little, um, I, I'm little, uh, I, the dread is not a good word, but I'm not looking forward to, uh, yeah, apprehensive about going back to life as normal. I don't want it to be normal. I want to just keep seeking the kingdom of God. I want to still have that quiet time. I still want to have that dedicated time. So, so even though, let us all continue in that. So he says, and so he's telling me, therefore, take no thought about tomorrow. <laughs> For tomorrow will take thought about the things of itself. Sufficient to the day is the trouble thereof. So we seek the kingdom above all else. Every day we'll have troubles. You can have a flat tire t- tomorrow. Last week, Pastor had a... a, a the light bulb, what do you call it? the headlight? He had a headlight that went out. This week he had the other headlight that went out. <laughs> you know, we, 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 things happen. Last week our pipe burst. <laughs> and so we had to have all the cold water, cold water pipes rerouted. And, and we're like, Jesus, thank you, Lord, you supply our need. And, and so, you know, that's what it says here. Sufficient to the day is a, is a trouble thereof. Every, every day has troubles. How you um, react to it is all the difference in the world. How's the kingdom? How's the kingdom react? A kingdom way of thinking react to this? I was like, just praise in the Lord, praise in the Lord. I made the plumbers tortillas. They went happy. I gave them all those shirts. Teresa, remember all those shirts? I gave them all the rest of it, cleaned my closets since they had to get in there in the pipes. So they had their, they were, they were just, it was, it, it was very intrusive, but that's what plumbers do. <laughs> it was in my hall closet, in my uh, left side of my bedroom, in the bathroom, under my sink, and behind the shower, and, you know, and, and even the yard, and stomping all over your new, newly, uh, sod <laughs> just stomping all over you know but um but praise the lord we got some good pipes you know Hallelujah. thank you lord jesus and, and it's surprising what was in that pipe that's a sermon in itself all the calcium deposit was in that pipe and 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 i mean it, it's a miracle maybe like a pin dot of that water was coming i just don't know how you keith probably knows about that kind of stuff but I, oklahoma water has a lot of calcium in it and uh, if you ever turn it on, it's like, smells like rotten eggs. <laughs> it's all, the, all that stuff from the ground. And so, uh, and so uh, I, uh, you know how you get character, your character is built by what you go through? Well, here I am in my pause moment, just loving this quiet time with Jesus, my mornings, prayer in the afternoon, just, and all of a sudden, Early in the morning, I had to make way for the plumbers, and I'm moving things over here. And they're like, no, we're going to go with that. Oh, okay, I'm moving things over. And so, uh, but I was like, Lord, I d- you did say to organize and purge the house. And, but I wasn't expecting this closet or that closet or that cabinet or that other. I mean, I, so <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw the living room. No, you didn't see it. You saw it half. The living room was packed full of stuff from the closets, half of which is is going out, <laughs> the other half in the trash. You know, just stuff. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? And so, Pastor um, <laughs> Robert, I told Pastor Robert, I have to, because uh, uh, you had to go, and, 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 and uh, so I had stayed home while he was gone, and so uh, I, um, I had to pray through a lot. It's like, you know what, my, my peace is disrupted. My feathers are ruffled. Like stuff everywhere because I had gotten on a mode of purging and cleaning and a minimalist. I'm, I'm trying to get minimalist, you know, not a lot of stuff and, and there's stuff everywhere and I'm feeling a little nervous and feel a little not. Okay, Jesus, your, your burden is easy. Your burden is easy. I calm down. I pray in the Holy Ghost a lot, put lavender. No. <laughs> and so, and, and, and so, you know, um, it, it was a blessing but it revealed a character in me that, that, you know, I love my solitude. And there's two young guys. They're so precious. You know, I highly recommend A-plus plumbing. They're, they're, they did, they're excellent, excellent. 
on time. They said they'd be there a certain time, they were exactly a minute before. And, and so, and, and that's a good character of Christians. And, and, and so the solid rock that I stood on is I had to just trust God. I had to trust God in their wisdom. I had to trust God for the provision. And, and as I said, well, now this pipe is up. How much more? Okay, how about that? How much? <laughs> you know? And I was like, <laughs> I'll not be moved. And I, and I started thinking about Sister Nancy. <laughs> and uh, every need is met. I have a supply. And my God shall supply all my need. And so and I started thinking, but I really wanted to use the stimulus money for that vacation we've been wanting. <laughs> and then i like, okay, I cast down imagination. Father, I thank you, Father God. I just thank you, Father God, that, that you meet my need. And it's like it went past the stimulus package and then past, you know, and then the, the price is getting higher. And I'm like, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So I remember Sister Nancy went, across, went around the house going, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I was like, oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This junk, you're going to go quick. And I thank you, Father God, that you, he, he puts a fire under me to hurry and get these closets clean and the under cabinets and everything. So there's always a blessing in something. It's always a blessing, hallelujah. And so while uh, I didn't take thought for tomorrow, I had to go through some things. Seek first his kingdom. Everything was all right. And I looked at those pipes. Oh, so beautiful. Even the outside, so beautiful, so smooth. And, and I got hot water, which I didn't have before. Uh, 20 years without hot water on my side of the sink. And I just, see, we get accustomed to some things. We become complacent. And so, thank you, Jesus. So, actually, I'm going to preach on chapter 7. So, now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> judge not, be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged, and with that measure you use, it will be measured again to you. And why do you uh, uh, see the speck that's in your brother's eye and do not consider the plank that's in your own? Okay, that's still part of the parables and the teaching, judging others. Ask, seek, and knock. Knock is uh, some more teaching. The narrow gate is another teaching. The tree and its fruit, uh, the I never knew you, and now he, we're down to this teaching here, the two house builders. And, you know, it's not a coincidence that this, at this point, you know, he ended these teachings, and then he went on, if you look into the other chapters, he went on to healing now. Chapter 8 talks about healing. So all of 5, 6, and 7, he's teaching and, and, and training the people and he's teaching them. And so it starts here in verse 24. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. This is Matthew seven twenty-four. And so all of the sayings he's talking about, well, in my Bible, chapters and chapters, I don't know how many times he met with the people, but this is a lot of teaching that he's training them. And so he's saying, these sayings that I've been teaching you about, I've been training you about, uh, if you do them, you're like, that, a, you're like that wise man who built his house on a rock. On a rock. And the rains descended the floods came, some translations, I'm going to read other translations, says that the rain slammed, slammed, and the winds blew and beat on that house. Have you ever had your house slammed with wind? We had some not too long ago. And so it beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded a rock. I don't know if this is a, a typo, but... Uh, in the modern English version, it says, for it was founded a rock. It didn't say it was founded on a rock. It was founded a rock. Or it was found a rock. It was found to be a rock. That foundation was a rock. And everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, he is likened to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew, and beat on that house. Have you ever been seen that just beaten on your house? We here in Oklahoma, we've had severe, we're used to severe weather, just beaten on your house. And it fell. See that house built on the sand? And it fell. Three little words in a sentence. And it fell. 
and its fall was great. And the last verse of this chapter says, when Jesus finished these sayings, the people were astonished at his teachings. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So here, the teaching, he's training and teaching. But when he said this particular last parable, it was with such authority. Because he's talking about, if you hear all these sayings of mine, he summed all of those chapters in one. He said it with authority. When he says something with authority, the Lord has spoken, given me some visions of authority. And I was like, yes, sir. You know, when he is really wanting to, you to, to understand what he's saying, he says it with authority. Hallelujah. And you know, Amen. hallelujah. And actually, speaking of building this house, I'm reminded of the vision says, you know, build this house. Preach the word. Never stop. Build this house. And so he, he, uh, he had such authority. Like Pastor Robert was talking about, he's seated in heavenly places. And he gave that authority to us because we are in Christ. So in that authority that he has, that he had in teaching that, that's what we have. And teaching all those uh, uh, teachings of the Lord. We have that authority, but he, he did it with such an anointing because it's very important for us to know this. And so the people were astonished, like, oh, wow, I've, I heard him talk about uh, treasures in heaven. I, I heard him talk about anxieties, ask, seek, and knock, but this, wow, uh, wow, such authority. And so right after that, Right after that, he cleanses a leper. And then, then he, he heals a centurion's servant. And he heals many people. And, and he calms the storm. And he heals the, the demoniacs. And, and the healing of the paralytic, I mean, the power. They had to see that authority because healing started flowing in him. And all the miracles started flowing through him. And so uh, let's, let's go and... Um, Let's read, we're going to read a, a, a lot of the different translations that, that highlights this. And so he is wanting us, in all our teachings, and all his teaching is to build uh, our house upon the rock. He wants you to build your house upon the rock. You that are newly saved or have come back to the Lord and you want to make it right since this coronavirus Build your house upon the rock. He wants you to build your house upon the rock, the solid rock of Christ Jesus. You know, as a matter of fact, let me go to, to something that um, I found and studied. The names of God, including the words rock or stone. Fourteen names include the words rock or stone. He is the everlasting rock. He's God, my rock. He's the living stone. He's the rock of Israel. He's the rock of my refuge, rock of my salvation, rock of my strength, rock of offense, and the rock who begot you. He is, and, that, and, and the word stone is, he's a stone of Israel, stone of stumbling, the tested stone. And so we see there's, there is a, a um, and word for a rock as in a rock of refuge, your hiding place, and it's, um, it provides security, and it's very safe. He is our rock. So when you build your house upon the rock, you are very safe. You are very safe. And so we, um, we see that right now we are in Isaiah. You don't have to turn there. Uh, we are in Isaiah. In the Isaiah time, we're still in Isaiah 26 time, the Isaiah 26, 20. We're, we're still there until the Lord says, and the Lord will tell people different things. That's why you have to, you know, hide yourself in the rock, you know, be rock solid to hear from God. The very, it's crucially important in this time. Very, very, very important. 
And so we know, and just, just to reiterate, Isaiah 26, 20, for you, th- those of you who don't know, it says, Come, my people, into your chambers or your houses and shut your doors behind you. Hide for a little while until the indignation is over. In other words, say shelter in place until this virus is over. And it's over. It's over. It, we're just waiting for those to be healed that have been affected. It's over. In Jesus' name, it's over. I mean, I just know in the spirit, I just feel it. So let's look at, uh, let's go in and on the same in Isaiah 26. Let's go look to verse 3 and 4. When you build your house upon the rock, and Christ the solid rock you stand, it says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Keep staying your mind on him. It's still a little longer. This is this last couple of verse 3. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Because we trust in him. We trust in our Lord. You know, how long are we to trust in the Lord? Forever. It says here, verse 4, Trust in the Lord forever. For in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. Wow. I didn't mean to find that scripture in there. I was just looking about peace and, and, and trusting, and yet he still has the word rock in here. Trust in the Lord forever, for in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. Amen? Amen. And so how long do we trust? Forever. 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 So we're still in hiding until this indignation is over, and we still have to be trusting in him, and he will keep us in perfect peace. We won't be a little antsy like, what about the economy? You know, what about uh, the groceries? What, what about? No, we pray that through. We pray that our, our food source is completely healthy. We pray that our water is clean. Yes. We pray we have plenty of gas. We pray plenty of electricity. We have uh, uh, our air conditions work well. Our pipes are well. You know, our water is clean. You know, we're trusting in God. A lot of people take it, take it, take it for granted that, that, that we're okay. We have groceries. We just need to go to the store and get them. But, you know, now lately there's a lot of things that can't be put on your grocery list because it's not there. But, see, we trust in God forever. He is our source. Hallelujah. Danny Gokey, he's a singer. You probably heard him on K-Love or K, I don't, I don't know. I just turned on the radio. I don't know what's the name of their, huh? the um, Air One uh, radio station, Danny Gokey, he, he wrote this, um, uh, this quote, don't let the voice of the enemy become louder than the father's. Don't let the voice of the enemy become louder than the father's. Our father's voice is what counts. But they said that we have to go, we can go back, we have to stay uh, um, a certain time longer, and some cities are going back out of their sheltering place, and some are going to school. And You know, don't let the voice of the enemy become louder than the Father's. You be at peace in what God tells you. Just be at peace. If God tells you to just keep wearing your mask, keep wearing your mask. If God tells you you can go without your gloves and just keep a sanitizer, do what the Holy Spirit that's inside of you tells you what to do and be at peace. But if there is an ordinance, then you follow the ordinance because we are under authority. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so let's, uh, uh, let's look at, I want to read to you, uh, go verse for verse of, of Matthew seven twenty four through 28. The bedrock foundation... Let, let's go to, I'm going to read the NLT. Oops, wrong one. Matthew 7. Glory to God. And in the NLT, go back in my, um, okay, New Living Translation. Okay. It says, uh, 
It says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows, and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. Bedrock. That foundation is a bedrock foundation. Anyone that builds houses knows that it's a bedrock of is good foundation. Uh, let's go to, um, I'm going to read this in the Message Bible. In the Message. I read uh, all of 24 through 7. They put it all together, so I'll just read it all to you. It says, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. <laughs> I like that. They're not just incidental additions to your life, like, oh, that's good, and then you just go on with life. It's, it's not. Uh, it, it, it's not an incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter, carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. Bedrock foundation. Fixed to the rock. That's awesome. But if you just use my words and Bible studies and don't work them into your life, very practical, right? If you just use my words and Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a stupid carpenter. I don't like to use that word stupid because Jesus says, don't say raka, which means dumbheaded or stupid. But anyway, it's the message Bible here. You are like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. How many times have we seen these beach homes just, just dissolve into nothing? There goes billions down in the ocean. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. That's good. That's the Message Bible. Now, I'm going to go to the Complete Jewish Bible. So let's see what the Complete Jewish Bible uh, says. Verse 24. So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a sensible man who built his house on bedrock. The rain fell, the rivers flooded, the winds blew and beat against that house, but it didn't collapse. Because its foundation was on rock. You know, the translation says on the rock, capital R. We know who that is. Uh, foundation was on rock, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a stupid man. So evidently the translation is stupid <laughs> man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the rivers flooded, the wind blew and beat against that house and it collapsed. And its collapse was horrendous. And when Yeshua had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at the way he taught. For he was not instructing them like their Torah teachers, but as one who had authority himself. Isn't that beautiful? Hallelujah. Now, now let's go to, uh, I just, I just, just love the word. I just love, you know, just reading all the translation, just it nourishes me. It feeds me. I love it. And so this is amplified, so you know it's, it's going to be a, a little different because it has words in parentheses. So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them, obeying them, will be like a sensible, prudent, practical, wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house, Yet it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a stupid, foolish man. Can't get away from that word. <laughs> stupid! <laughs> who built his house upon the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came. The winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. And great and complete was the fall of it. And when Jesus had finished these sayings, which was the Sermon on the Mount, the crowds were astonished and overwhelmed with bewildering, bewildered wonder at his teaching. And so, you know, he says that he was teaching as one 
who has authority and not as did the scribes. And so we are, are um, reminded that we have a bedrock foundation in Christ Jesus, in the Word. That's why he wants us to read the Word more while we're in shelter in place. Just read the chapters. If you don't understand one, just go to the next chapters. And as you get more wisdom, you know, the Word makes you smarter, intelligent. I'm serious. I'm not just saying it as a coin. It really um, does something to your brain. and It makes you smarter. The reason I know that, because when I was little in a revival, um, a, a tent revival, I actually witnessed a mentally retarded 18-year-old who slobbered and couldn't even walk right. He was severely uh, retarded. They told him, um, you know, to just read. The, 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 the anointing came on him, and he started to read. And the more he read, the evangelist said, keep reading the Bible. The more he read the Bible, the more he got smarter and more intelligent and more intelligent. And the more, I mean, you couldn't even tell his eyes changed, everything changed. He, he was complete, completely whole because he read the Bible and he became smarter and smarter. So if you don't understand something, just keep on reading and the anointing of wisdom comes upon you and you go back and read that which you didn't understand and then you're like, the light bulb just came on. And, and it happens to me all the time. I get stuck in the Beatitudes. I was like, oh, the Beatitudes, not the Beatitudes, the begats. He begat, he, they begat them, they begat them. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to tread through this. But after a while, I'll say, wait, 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 whose son is this? And I'll go back, back, he's the son of this. Oh, okay, so it makes sense. See, God has that for a reason. Then you'll go back and like, oh, okay, well, they grew up in a heathen household. But now they had a, a priest as a, a, a son, you know, the next generations, five generations down the road. And, and it, just, it all just makes sense. And so you just got to bear with it and just ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand things, and he will. So our bedrock foundation is solid and grounded. So when we hear the news, hace click aquí. Do y'all know what that means? <laughs> is he? Oh, I'm so glad y'all know Spanish. Click. <laughs> click right here. Hace click right here. And, and turn it off because... Uh, it's, it can be bad news. I, I know several prophets that say they'll just kind of get the headlines, like, click, you know, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> because um, you get the headlines and you just know what to pray for. Just know what to pray for. And, and I know the devil is just really mad at me. Ha, 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 I don't care, because I know I've hit some things in the spirit. Hit some things in the spirit, and you'll see in the news it just faded away or like, oh, well, we thought it was this many, but it's this many, you know. Just pray. Your prayers are valuable. How many people are changing the world by their prayers? Because you know what? You're not flaky. You're not going to be listening to the news and, you know, reporting that. You're not flaky. You're built on a solid rock. So how solid are you? And so uh, you're grounded because if you're, if you're not solid, let's go to James um, 1. We, we know that, but we're going to uh, reiterate James in the back of the Bible. After Hebrews, you see Hebrews and then James. Okay. Let's go to the back. And so. And so we, uh, we know that if you're not solid, you're double-minded. Or another word is flaky. Flaky. Have you ever, uh, you know, sis, sister uh, Teresa knows, she knows cooking good. A pie crust, it's flaky. You just get a little fork, flakes. Oh, man, good pie. The good crusts are the flaky ones, right? <laughs> you know, and, and, and it just, just you know, fall, falls apart just really good. But on, on, the, on the bad side of that, that's how you're not stable. You're flaky. Anything can make you fall apart. Like, oh, my God, a meteor is coming or whatever. <laughs> and so we, let's read in... Um, Let's read um, in verse 8. Read in verse 8 first. We know that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Um, an architect can tell you if a building is unstable. They'll put a caution tape in the front. It says, keep out because the architecture is unstable. The foundation is unstable and it could collapse at any moment. 
We need to be aware if any kind of news will cause us to collapse at any moment. See, double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. But if we're built on the solid rock, we're going to be stable in all our ways. Good days, bad days, uh, emergency days, sick days, you know, blessing days. You know, you're going to remain stable because you have a bedrock foundation. Let's go up to verse 5 and 6. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. So in this time, we need to start asking God for wisdom. Okay, God, uh, now what? Now what? And he, it says, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and without criticism, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith. So when you're saying, God, give me wisdom about this, what should I do about this? Ask in faith without wavering. God says, okay, do this. That's it. That's what you say. I want this, but you said this. And, you know, I'm holding on to this. I want this, but you said this. And I'm not going to waver. You said it. Yes, sir, Lord. And, and, and you don't waver, but you ask him and say, okay, God, I'm asking you in faith. And you put your faith in that which God is telling you. And you don't waver. For he who wavers is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. You know, that ship will go this way. The ship will go that way. You know, oh, they're saying this. Oh, yeah, really, what did they say? And then your ship will go this. And, oh, but don't do that. God says this. Oh, okay. Oh, but the news is saying this way. Oh, okay. You know, don't waver. You know, be solid. This is what God says. And everything's going to be all right. Now, if God didn't tell you certain things, then don't go doing something without asking for wisdom. Okay? And you ask in faith and you believe it. And God said it. That did it. For he who wavers like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed in the wind, let, man, let not that man think that he will receive anything from the Lord. That goes for everything. If you stand in faith, and you know you got that word from God. If you still don't know, you keep asking in faith. You know, I believe faith, God's going to give me the word. I don't know yet. You know, like say in decisions to move. For instance, we, uh, we prayed for other things in, in throughout our life. Well, what, did God say this? I'm not hearing anything. Are you hearing anything? I'm not hearing anything. Just stay put. And then I'm feeling a little lean, leaning over here. You too, I'm feeling a little leaning there. Well, I believe God is speaking to us. Let's just keep in faith uh, about this. Let's just keep praying about that. Okay. And then when you get a piece of God, it gets sweeter and sweeter. If you want to know a key, when God, is, God speaks to you, he confirms it through his word. He confirms it through to your pastors uh, he can, because they're, they're your authority. You know, they're shepherds over your soul. They, they are, we are responsible. Your blood is on our hands, so we have to give the right counsel. <coughs> Excuse me. And you, and it's always based on the word of God, and God will confirm it to you, and you'll keep, you'll, whatever you turn on preaching, you'll hear Keith Moore, or Kenneth Copeland, or Nancy Dufresne, uh, you know, you'll hear prophecy, and they'll all say the same thing. It's like, okay, that's confirmed. I believe that we heard from God, and then that's it. But if you're not hearing anything, don't do anything. God is still working. Sometimes God is working on something in the background. He's working on something for you. He's creating a position for you. He's creating a right house, a right job, you know, right nursery, you know, whatever. You know, you need to hire people. He's creating that employee for you. Um, and, but if you're not hearing anything, it's like, okay, God, you're doing something out there. I may not understand it here, but I know that, that if I trust in you, you said if I lack wisdom, I'll ask you. So I'm asking you, and you said it will be given to me if I ask in faith and not wavering. If, if, and sometimes we jump the gun and we move too soon. Well, I'm asking God. I'm not hearing, but, yeah, you know, well, I'm going to go ahead and hire them. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and hire them. I need the help anyway. Well, you jump the gun because you need help. Now, that's just an example. And so what happened is that you wavered. And so um, you will find out shortly that that was a disaster. We found out many times. And so we want to stay away from being double-minded and unstable. 
That's why we need to have our bedrock foundation solid and grounded. And so know that God is our rock. He is our El Shaddai. <coughs> Excuse me. For those that, that had come, um, one prayer, I was talking about El Shaddai, meaning uh, we know that he's God Almighty. That's a very limited, limited definition. When we go to the roots, you find out more. El Shaddai, God, El Shaddai. He's the all-breasty one. He's the all-sufficient one. He's all-nourishing. He gives us provision. And, and, and he, uh, the root is he's uh, overpowered what he does. He overpowers what he does. There's so many definitions to our solid rock, our God, our El Shaddai. Um, he, God, the root and overpowered in El Shaddai is God will do what he purposes to do, overpowering all opposition. Isn't that amazing? That, you know, we're, there's going to be a lot, and I'm just sensing there's going to be a lot of people needing to make decisions in the next few weeks. We're approaching, um, uh, not Passover, the uh, Pentecost, the day of Pentecost. And, and just be in faith, day of Pentecost. Something awesome, wonderful is going to happen in the spirit realm. And so we know that God purposes in his will to give us a wonderful day of Pentecost in awakening unto God, full of the power of God, full of the Spirit of God, full of healing and provision and the harvest coming in. You know, we're believing that because he is overpowering all opposition. All opposition. And so another word for the El Shaddai, the root is strong water. Strong water. And the same thing that, that uh, like... Um, the all-breasty one, like a mother that breastfeeds, that, that's it also, they both mean strong water. Uh, and so that's a glue that binds. That strong water is like when, they're, uh, when a, a piece of hide is being made, that they scrape the back of it, and the substance that comes off is, is sticky. And they call, they refer to that as strong water, like El Shaddai is the strong water that overpowers, like a flood. And the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, he lifts up a standard against him, against that enemy. So that strong water, also a word for uh, uh, mother, is the glue that binds. So a mother binds the home together. And so it, it, in, in, the, in the old Hebrew um, pictorial, they draw pictures. You know, like the Egyptian hieroglyphics are pictures. Well, there's a pictures of like two strong teeth that bind. There's some that has a strong water. And then the two teeth are like the udders of the goat that, uh, that, uh, that nourishes. So in this time, we haven't lacked anything. Maybe a little bit of beef. Thank God I was lacking beef, but, but my daughter says, I got an extra one. Praise the Lord. <laughs> That's why she's so blessed. And it's... And it's, and it's uh, he always, he's always providing in unusual ways. So God holds the universe together like glue. So he knows that we are in a world pandemic. But he says, I'm still on the throne. I'm still El Shaddai. And I like the glue that holds the universe together. He, El Shaddai, is life-sustaining, milk and honey. He says, I bring you to a land of milk and honey. That milk, like the udders of the goat, like the breastfeeding mom, he provides, he gives us provision, and he's going to take care of us. But he says, and honey, and he's going to make life sweet for us. Amen. Isn't life sweet? Life is real sweet for me right now. Amen. I was telling Pastor, oh, I'm just so happy in my spirit. I feel so happy in my spirit. And then and sometimes I feel something that is like, I pray in the Holy Ghost, so I don't know what emergencies that we avoided or what's happening, but we just pray in the Holy Spirit. And, and, and we are in warfare, but we got to keep a smile on our face while we're in warfare. Even if our pause moment, our Selah moment has been disrupted, you just put on a smile and make tortillas. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he gives us a life-sustaining life. He gives us to a land flowing with milk and honey, provision and a sweet life. Honey has a lot of vitamins, by the way. And so, you know, King David, had, uh, they, 
they had raisin cakes. It was sweet and honey and milk. Whenever they stopped somewhere, they would give them honey because honey is nourishment and gives you strength. And so he gives us strength. He is our God Almighty. He gives us strength. We are built uh, on the solid rock. He is our bedrock foundation. We are not going to falter or foil or fall apart like a flaky pie crust. Even though it tastes good, we don't want to be like it. <laughs> we don't want to be flaky. You know, but this prophecy says this. Oh, but this prophecy says this. one. You no, know, we need to be solid. You know, it's time to grow up. It's time that, you know, I, I know you stay... You that are newly been born again, you know, you're a baby and you need milk and, uh, and for a while. But then there's a time that, that you start growing. And, and it doesn't matter how old you are or how long you've been in church. You can still be a, a baby. But you want to grow up for the meat, the meaty things of God. You want to understand how he thinks, how he moves, what he's going to do, how you can stay in faith. You know, like we just learned about El Shaddai. You know, I was just amazed. He's the glue. Mothers are the glue that holds the family together. Isn't that amazing Amen. how God puts everything? When he created Adam and Eve, he created them both in his image. Both of them. Hallelujah. So he is our rock. He's a solid rock. Let me look at First Peter really quick. I was, uh, I was kind of studying this this morning a little bit. Um, about um, a living stone. He says, um, I was thinking about, uh, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a precious cornerstone. Oh, just like what I was, uh, let's just read starting in one of First Peter 2. Hallelujah. It says, therefore put away all wickedness, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. This is a good time to do that. We've had, how long have we been shelter in place? A month? Two months? About, about, about two months. Uh, so we, by now we should have put away all wickedness, all deceit, all hypocrisy, all envy, all evil speaking. Now the Bible will talk about uh, uh, your house being built on sand is stupid, but let's not call anybody else idiots or stupid, okay? <laughs> I, I had a... I, um, was talking to this man, and he, every word, idiot, this is an idiot, idiot. I was like, I think that's his favorite word. He calls everybody idiots. Okay, so verse 2 says, As newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word. See, that's good, because you get hungrier. You have a hunger for the word, and you're nourishing yourself with the word, and it's so pure, that by it you may grow. And that's something I was just talking about that, and God just confirms it right there in front of us. If it is true that you have experienced that the Lord is good. So that means that you may grow so that you could experience that the Lord is good. Coming to him, verse 4, coming to him as to a living stone who is rejected by men but chosen by God and precious. You also are living stones being built up. Right now we're in shelter in place. We are being built up. If you let him, we are being built up into a spiritual house as a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For also it is contained in the scripture, look, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes in him shall never be put to shame. And then it goes on saying that the stone that the builders rejected has been the chief cornerstone. And he talks about the stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. You know, people stumble because they're disobedient to the word. It says so in uh, verse 8. And so, you know, we are, you know, we're um, a chosen generation. We're a chosen people. We're a royal priesthood. To show forth the praises of him. He called us out of darkness in, into his marvelous light. You know, we've, we were a people who didn't have mercy. Now we have mercy because of Jesus Christ. So how solid are you? Are you flaky? Are you double-minded? Are you going to ask the things you don't know what to do? 
ask God, believe by faith what he tells you. You know, we are, um, when I first was born again, there was a drawing that has a lot of fishes. It was a drawing, a lot of fishes going this way. But one fish was of a different color, went that way. This is the one that, against, that doesn't follow what everybody else says, was following after Jesus Christ, pressing in, pressing in against all the opposition, pressing in to Jesus. Yes. And that's what we got to do, press into Jesus. He is our El Shaddai. He's our rock. He's our fortress. He's our very present help in a time of trouble. He's our very present help in a time of need. And so we need wisdom. You know, I really want to emphasize these next few weeks. How long do we have before um, Pentecost? A couple of weeks. These couple of weeks, let's press in, press in to the Lord. Let's press in like never before. You know, fast uh, at least a meal. Fast your breakfast or your lunch. Fast something. And, and so, so that you can be sensitive in your spirit, man. Um, you know, you're not taking them donuts, <laughs> you know, satisfying the flesh, you know, nice steak. It's putting the flesh under so that your spirit man can rise up and, and, and start understanding some things. You know, I learned this about El Shaddai because I was in a fasted, fasted time. It's amazing how your mind just grasps things because we're made in the image of God. He is the smartest. There's no one else like him. He's the smartest of all the universe. In him is all wisdom and counsel and might. There is no one else like our God. And we have been engrafted in to have Jesus as part inside of us. He's inside. He breathed life into us. So that means that there's a, 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 even a shadow of wisdom we get it from God. And the more you press in, the more wisdom, more things that make sense. Like, ah, well, no wonder I tried to do this and it just fell apart. It didn't work. Ah, and, you know, he starts teaching you things, showing you things. But you got to um, keep setting some time aside. Get in a routine. You got two weeks before life probably goes back to normal. You got two weeks. Keep that prayer time from... 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, or from 7 o'clock to 12 o'clock, or, you know, whatever it is. Keep it up. Keep it up, because we're going to be so busy. Ooh, people are going to be coming. We're going to, like, Sister Teresa Butler, I need some help. There's five babies coming. How, how good are you? How experienced are you? Can you handle that? You know, and we're, we're going to need the children's church workers, or, or uh, 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 Brother Keith, uh, 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 there, we need to barbecue 500 chickens. Can you do that? I can do it, Pastor. <laughs> you know, we're going to be so busy, so we need to press in. We need to press in. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Thank God for El Shaddai. Oh, let me go. Um, I have some more notes here. Really quickly. It says, uh, these are my notes. What do you do when all your work is done? It's 5 o'clock on Friday. Woohoo! Time to go home. Thank God it's Friday. Okay? Or when all your bills are paid and you have a lot of money left over. Don't you just, ah, you breathe and you say, oh, thank you, Jesus. You relax. You can breathe. Your mortgage is paid. I had enough gas to make it to the gas station. I owe no man nothing but a debt of love. Oh, that's so wonderful. You know, what do you do when all, your, all that is done? You relax and you breathe and you lean on Jesus. I like that song. It says that you, uh, uh, you, lean, on, you lean on his chest. Uh, feel your heart beat. You know what I'm talking about, right? Feel your heart beat. Uh, I don't know how the rest of those words, but I, I just imagine me with Jesus' arms wrapped around me, and I can just lean on him and just breathe, just breathe, breathe, just breathe, hallelujah. And so when you're happy like that, then you can sing like the birds, sing, 
seen. Worship him. Let's do that now. Let's do that now by faith. How solid are we? We're so solid that we trust him in everything, that we can breathe, that we can sing, we can relax. I can sing of your love forever. I can sing of your love forever. I can sing of your love forever. And we just sing to him. Oh, hallelujah. Over the mountains and the sea, your rivers flood. And I don't know the rest of it. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. I bet you DeMilo knows that real good, huh? <laughs> I can sing of your love forever. Let's just close our eyes and let's just sing in the spirit. You can start with that, but let's sing in the spirit. I can sing of your love forever. I can sing of your love forever. Oh, we love you, Lord. Thank you for this pause moment, Lord. Thank you for this sila moment that you have given us. Thank you, Lord, that you stopped life as usual so that you could speak to us. We thank you for this time. We may not have a time like this anymore, but make it count for your glory, Lord. Make it count for you, Jesus. Let it glorify you, Lord. Be pleased in this time, Lord Jesus. We exalt you, we exalt you, we exalt you. We give you praise. You are exalted in the praises of your people. We'll sing in the spirit and we'll sing with the understanding. Inia mastondoro bokosh tenderedi ala la basia iria la hali ala ha iria la 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 baso telelebianda la basia Oh, to sit at your feet, Lord Jesus, and to feel your heartbeat, Father. Oh, Father, this time, Lord Jesus, oh, let us be even more solid in you, more solid than ever before, Father God. That we know your voice. We know your voice. No other voice will follow, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for this pause moment. We thank you, Lord. As we press in these next few weeks, Father. Oh, we pray, Father God. Oh, la rabasiti andarahaha. Oh, masiridiala hastiriala. Oh, know that even at this moment, my anointing has increased among you. Oh, reach out, reach out to that anointing. Reach out, Master Behold, I, the Lord your God, am in the midst of you. Oh, I send my angels among you, for they glorify God with you. Be aware of my presence. Be aware that, that the anointing in this house is increasing, increasing. Oh, for you will see that great and mighty things shall be done in my name. You shall see that those lives that you've been praying for are changed and transformed in a twinkling, in a twinkling. They are changed. Oh, Namashanda, you will be amazed and astonished at how, how the Holy Spirit 
has dealt with those that you have interceded and prayed for. For my heart is that none would perish. For yea, I am bringing, yea, I am bringing flock. I am bringing flock. Prepare ye to work, to roll the sleeves up for the flock's sake. For the flock's sake. For many do not know my word. Many do not know anything about me and my ways. But be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready to train them. Be ready to teach them. And be patient with them. Oh, Larabasi, many come so excited in their first love. Oh, be patient. Be patient for them to change in my word. Keep training them in my word. You are disciples right now. And it is my will that you make other disciples. Keep singing. Keep singing. Keep singing praise. Keep your praise level high. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nara, utara, idamash, kondara, arabaha, anamash, For you have uh, heard that when the enemy comes in, surely like a flood I come in with strong water and raise up a standard against the enemy. For I, the Lord God, fight for you, for you are my, my sheep of my pasture. I am your God. You're the people of my pasture, for I care for you. I will not let you slip, for I have the rod that comforts you, that protects you, and that guides you and leads you. I will not let you fall off the cliff, for I love you, says the Lord. Iria la lavando la ramande de rebiando coschende de dedia Iria la lavando lo boco nene miana masete We sing unto you Lord we sing unto you Lord la 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 basele le bianda la baseria la la Iria la lavando lo boco ria la Iria la ria la son de dedei Praise the Lord praise the Lord Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we pray that there will be no disturbances to your quiet time these next two weeks. We bind up the enemy in Jesus' name that will try to rob us of quiet time. No pets, no children, no phone calls. No people coming over, nothing will rob us of this quiet time in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.